I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for um, that special music, Valera. I think she, I don't see her, and Stacy for reading our Bible verse. And um, thank you all for being here at the University Church. I am very happy when we get the chance to worship together. It's always a great privilege and honor to share with you. And as we're reading through the Bible together, there are lessons that we learned along the way. And like you, I've been reading too. And something that stood out to me more than anything else was the story of Abraham, but from the perspective of age. Maybe it's because I just had my 30th birthday and I feel that I'm getting older. That's not it. It might be something else. I have on the screen a picture of a lady whom you probably don't know. Her name is Harriet Thompson. She is an inspiration, a person to be admired, even though you might be meeting her for the first time, or at least a picture of her you're seeing. Growing up, Harriet Thompson loved playing the piano. She was classically trained, and she was famous for her music. She could wow, or wow an audience with the way she played. She performed in places like the Carnegie Hall and others, and she was known. Her skill was remarkable when she touched the piano. Harriet Thompson lived in North Carolina for most of her life with her husband and fell in love with running. Surprising to say, she says this, this these were her words, I never thought of myself as an athlete, but I feel like running is something we do naturally. She currently holds the world record for the oldest person to complete a marathon. Harriet Thompson started running marathons at the age of 76. What age? 76. She ran her first marathon. She never stopped. She completed her last marathon at the age of 91. What age? 91. She still holds the world record for the oldest person to complete a marathon. Harriet Thompson, a cancer survivor, raised over 115,000 towards cancer awareness and research. And every time she ran, people just flocked the area to see a 91-year-old woman running a marathon. She says this, since I'm so old, everybody wants to have their pictures taken with me while running. <laughs> while running, they would stop her just for a picture. The complaints got so many that they were asked, at least the people who would show up at the races just to take a picture of Harriet Thompson with them, they were asked to just take a selfie with Harriet Thompson in the background so she could keep running. They would interrupt the race. She started running marathons at 76, and she stopped at age 91. When I read her story, I asked myself, what am I doing with my life? And you might be asking yourself the same question. She passed away at the age of 94 in October of 2017, and yet still her story wows the world. Harriet Thompson running a marathon starting at 76. Can you imagine that? What 
takes place in the mind of, of an individual at 76 to say, you know what, I feel like running a marathon. And she just gets it, and she ran a marathon. She trained and ran a marathon at 76 and never stopped. She just kept running, old age, good old age. That's the title of our sermon today. And no, again, it's not because I just turned 30. Harriet Thompson is 76, um, and she is just a phenomenal person. I know once we get older, we tend to look at the world through a different kind of lens. And we begin to understand how fragile life becomes or life is. I discovered something very interesting as I read the story of Abraham. First, let me say, as we go to the book of Genesis, and we're going to start in our scripture reading this morning, morning, Genesis chapter 25, where we read of Abraham's life. Abraham is at the end of his life in Genesis 25. Abraham, a man who was loved by God. Abraham is a very interesting individual in so many ways, but one thing that, I, that stood out to me as I read his account was the fact that God was not ashamed, nor was Abraham to mention his age. Genesis 25, verse 7. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last breath, his last, and died in a good old what? Good old age. An old man and full of years and was gathered to his people. The language that the Bible uses is good old age. How many of us think of old age to be something good? Some of us do, but not many, right? God loved Abraham, let me start by saying and it shows in his story. Abraham loved God, and that showed too. Abraham had major decisions to make later in his life. Abraham also had many lessons to learn, and God had many lessons to teach. One that we learn from Abraham as we look at his story is that Abraham's relationship with God developed over time. In this account, we also learn that Abraham was not ashamed to talk about how old he was. You know how we get sometimes when it comes to our age. Let's talk about age for a minute. So most of you know, I, again, celebrated my birthday on the 8th of January, and I thought about it, 30. It's a lot of years on planet Earth. It's not too many, though, right? There are plenty, there are a lot of birthday wishes that I received on, whether it be by text messages or phone calls and emails, and some were very kind, and many of them I really appreciate. In fact, all of them. I read them, and I realized that I was a very fortunate individual to have so many friends who care about me. But one, one wish caught my eye. This is what it said. It was someone posted it on Facebook. In youth, we learn. In age, we understand. Happy birthday. So unique, right? In youth, we learn. In age, we understand. 
happy birthday. I thought it was really, I don't want to say cute, but it was very deep. And I don't feel like I'm on the side of age. I feel like I'm on the side of youth. And I feel like I'm still understanding and learning a lot. But in age, we understand. The first thing I've understood so far is that it doesn't matter how old you are, you are still prone to making mistakes. You may be 30 or 76. And the next thing I understood was that it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still try new things and still succeed, as I learned from Harriet Thompson's story. But you know how it goes. There is an unwritten rule when it comes to age. The rule is, don't talk about how old you are. And we often play the guessing game that we are so uh, good at winning sometimes. You know, guess how old do you think I am? If you're a wise person, you always aim low. <laughs> because when you aim low, you can't go wrong. Never say what you are thinking when you're faced with that question. Guess how old do you think I am? Never say 45. That, that's, that, that, that might be what you're thinking, but please, say 25. Go lower. We always play that game, and to be, to be, to be honest with you, in, in essence, we're actually lying. But I don't want to ruin that for you. How old do you think I am, one would ask. And we would respond, even though we're thinking something else, we say something else. How hard would it be? Or let me say how easy, if all of us were to introduce ourselves and say our age in the introduction. Hi, my name is Jermaine, and my age is 30. Can you imagine the type of world we would live in? We probably wouldn't do that. That doesn't sound too nice to do. In fact, just thinking about it, there's a measure of discomfort because age is something that we're honestly ashamed about. Hey, I'm 70 now. Let's not talk about age. And, the, and when we get among people who are younger than we are, and then we think, if you're 22, then that means, oh, no, 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 uh-uh, mm -mm. nope, let's, let, let move, let's keep moving along. Uh, we don't want to have that conversation, right? But Abraham's story just, just strikes me as, as something that is so fascinating. Abraham's age was mentioned since the beginning of his call. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. Abraham's age. Abraham's age was mentioned at every point, almost every point in his story, all leading to the point where he died and his age was recorded in the Bible. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, the Bible says this. Now, the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I'll make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curse you. And in, all, in, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 
Abraham received the call from God. But maybe we've read this story before and not recognized how old Abraham was when this call came. The next verse tells us. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was how old? Seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran or Haran. How old was he? Seventy-five. Harriet Thompson was 76. Abraham was starting his own marathon at the age of 75. They say that the older you get, the more established you are in life. When you get to a certain age, you settle down. Everything is already sorted out. Not always true, but in most cases, that's what we aim for. By, we have our own timelines in our minds. We say, by the age of 25, I ought to be married. By age 30, I need to have four kids or five kids. By the age 40, I need to be retired. By age 50 or 60, I need to have at least $2 billion in my account. Sounds like a good age, right? That's not my timeline, by the way. God has chosen a different path for me. But we all have our goals in life. But Abraham, I can imagine Abraham was not, a, uh, was not a, a, a man to waste time. Abraham was a wealthy individual. You can tell he, had, he was governed by principles. His life was, was established upon, he really lived it in a good way. And I've also realized that the older one gets, the less capable we are or one becomes of enduring dramatic changes. Think about it. If you've been living in your house for a while and someone comes in, maybe your grandchild, your, your child, and they change just the thermostat, how dare you move it from 76 to 65? I've always kept it at 65. What is wrong with you? Abraham had settled in his hometown. And like most of us during our during our years, when we get older, we try to move not away from family, we move closer to family. The older we get, for some, for some, of course, this is, doesn't mean everyone does that, but that's the tendency, the normal tendency. We move back to family. When we're young, in our youth, we move away from home. But when we get older, we want to be back close to family, and so we, we, we draw. So Abraham was in his hometown. His, his father had lived there. He grew up there. Abraham had been there for, for a while. Abraham had worked in this town for a long time, and Abraham had secured his own retirement. Abraham had spent years, we could say, in school, whatever the school was, studying and learning, living and planning to accomplish his dream. Abraham, by 76, because of his wealth, had accomplished so many things. I imagine that if Abraham had a home, it was already paid for. No more mortgage payments. He owned the place. 70, 75. A dream home he might have paid for. A dream home for me is not a luxurious type, but a home that is paid for. That's a dream home. Abraham had made all of his payments. He made all of his investments. The garden in the back had been planted. The nice picket fence surrounding the house. Abraham had accumulated a lot, 
So much so that Abraham got to the point where he was paying servants to do his work, or some of the work. Abraham had a family. But now God comes to Abraham in Genesis 12 and says, Abraham, Abram, pack up shop and let's transition. What age was he? 75. God comes to Abraham and says, let's move. I just imagine what that conversation could have been like as Abraham was having his devotions one morning and God spoke to him. Abram, let us go together. Abram, get out of your country and from your family to a place that I will show you. Just imagine that conversation with Sarah, Abraham's wife. Honey, I was praying the other day. I know the Lord has blessed us tremendously, hasn't he? Question mark. Yes, he has, darling. Abraham, as some of us men do, try to beat around the bush. You, you remember that time when we asked the Lord to tell us what next, and we've been praying about it. I mean, we're all settled now, and things are going well, and we, we asked the Lord, can you please tell us what the next step should be? Well, I prayed, and the Lord answered that prayer. And he said that we should move from here. Sarah responds, move where? Well, God didn't say. Maybe you slept too much last night, Abram. Go back and pray again. God must be saying something else. What do you mean move? We've already had the house paid for. We've already settled everything down. Abram, you're 75. What do you mean move? But God had spoken. And Abram teaches us a very important lesson about old age. Here is the first lesson. You are never too old to answer the call of God. You are never too old to answer God's call. 75 is nothing for God. God can still call us to the mission field at 80, and we can still make an impact in the world. You are never too old to answer the call of God. God can come knocking at your door at 25. He can come knocking at your door at 14. Whether you be young or old, whether you be weak or strong, you are never too old to answer the call. We ought not to use age as an excuse to disobey God's call. We are not to use age as an excuse. Several years ago, in Europe, there was a challenge in preaching the gospel. Many, many people who stood up and preached the gospel were being imprisoned. They had no opportunity, though they had desire to preach the truth of the word of God. And men after men who would stand up to preach were taken off the streets and thrown in prison. And God started using children. Children in their homes that would be playing with their dolls. And at one moment playing almost oblivious as to what religion was would put down those dolls and stand up and preach as if they were 70 and sat down and played again with their dolls. You are never too old to answer the call of God. Neither are you too young to answer God's call. We must learn to go when God says come. 
We must learn to go when God says go. When we are called, we must not use age as an excuse to answer. The reason why I believe many are called but few are chosen is that only few respond. The commands of God are reality, friends. And you can never be too old to witness for Jesus Christ. You can never be old, too old to start a new journey. You can never be too old to go where God calls. Amen? Amen. Our second lesson comes in Genesis chapter 16. Abram. Abram, again, God was not ashamed to mention his age. Abram's age was not a problem for God. This time, Abram misunderstood God's promise. God had promised him a son in his old age. And Sarah and Abram devised a plan to solve the issue. God, I'm getting too old. Having kids is impossible. How do you promise me then to have a child if I am not capable, at least based on biology and, and, and science or physics? Here it is. Abram and Sarah devised a plan. Genesis 16, verse 15, the Bible says, So Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram named his son whom Hagar bore, what was the name? How old was Abram in verse 16? Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Again, Abram's age is mentioned in the Bible. Over and over, his age, his, his age is mentioned in the Bible. God had promised, I will bless you and multiply your seed. God had told Abraham, look at the stars and count them. And you will see a picture of what is in your future. But Abraham and Sarah grew impatient. She was the one who made the suggestion. And Abraham followed. This attempt, however, proved a failure. This attempt was but a mistake. This attempt showed the impatience of Abram and Sarah. This attempt led to greater problems in future years. For while the Israelites were in existence, the Ishmaelites were their enemies. Never use age as an excuse to hasten God's promises. Never use age as an excuse to hasten God's promises. That's the next lesson we learn. If you want to see a good old age, understand that you are never too old to be told no. Understand that you are never too old to be told wait. Abram and Sarah were saying, God, we are too old to have kids. We need to hasten this promise. And God was saying to Abram and Sarah, wait, you are not old enough. Imagine being told at the age of 86, you are not old enough. Can you imagine that for a moment? You are not old enough. And most of us as adults, we consider ourselves to be old enough to do certain things. Most of our lives, we grew up hearing those words, you are not old enough. You are not old enough. And finally, when we get to the adult life, we say, yes, I am finally old enough. I am ready to take on the world. 
And God still responds to you and I, nope, you are not old enough. Wait, 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 wait. You know, God is just amazing. The way that he deals with us is just so fascinating to me. God cannot be rushed in fulfilling his plans. We cannot hasten his steps simply because we are impatient. We cannot hasten his steps simply because things are getting more and more difficult and life is seemingly impossible. We cannot hasten God's steps just because we want to. He works on his own time. And to God, time is not an issue. To us, it is, though it seems. If you want to see a good old age, remember, number one, you're never too old to answer the call. Number two, you're never too old to be told no, and you're never too old to be told wait. So many of us use age to rush God into working. We say, Lord, I am 25, I'm 22, I'm 21, I'm 30, I am 40, I need to get married now. I'll probably never will if I continue getting older. So, Lord, is that the person? Is he or she the one? We ask ourselves often. Lord, if I don't graduate from school now, I'll never graduate. Look, I'm already a grandfather in my class. I'm already a grandmother here. People come to me for counsel now. I used to go to learn, but now I teach. Lord, I want to graduate now. Lord, if I don't have kids now, then I might never have kids. Our homes will never be blessed with laughter and joy of kids running around and giving trouble. Lord, work now, please. Lord, listen, if I don't get this one thing, there will never be another one. And we come up with all of our if, 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 if this, if that. If only we could realize that in doing this, we are actually making major mistakes in our lives, as Abram did. Never use age as an excuse to hasten God's steps. The next thing that we learn about Abram's story comes from Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21. You are never too old to laugh. You're never too old to what? You're never too old to laugh. Also, you're never too old to make mistakes, as it was in Abram's case. The Bible says in Genesis 21, verse 1, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abram, Abraham a son in whose old age? His old age. You see, you won't find Sarah's age in the chapter or chapters. In fact, you may find one mention of Sarah's age. But over and over again, you find Abram's age. Sarah bore him a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. It's interesting that God already had a set time that this child should be born. Abram wasn't willing to wait for that time. And finally, 
it came. The Bible says here, verse 3, And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. You know what Isaac's name means? Laughter. It means laughter. Here it is. God made Abram and Sarah to laugh. And she goes on. Uh, the Bible says, uh, verse 4, Then Abram circumcised his son Isaac. He was eight days old as God had commanded him. Now, Abram was how old? One hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Here it is, something humanly impossible but divinely possible. Something that humanity cannot do but God in his divinity can. Bring to life, bring life out of one who is losing life. Sarah in verse 6 says this. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. God has made me laugh. And all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Again, Abraham's old age. If we had an opportunity to sit and talk with Abram, or Abraham, as his name was later changed, I just imagine him giving us a timeline of his life. You know, young man, I was 75 when God called me. How old are you? 30. Oh, you're just starting out. I was 75 when God called me, young man. And when he called me, I, I traveled. And, and when I traveled, there are some things that I learned on my journey. First, if you read the entire account, you see Abram. Every single place that he went, he built an altar and worshiped and prayed. Can never be too old to build an altar. And we ought to be doing that. Abram laughed at the end of it. You can never be too old to laugh. No, you can't. But this laughter is not just a jovial kind of laughter. It is laughter that is filled with joy after receiving a fulfillment of a promise. Laughter that comes when you've waited for something for so long and it's finally here and there is inexpressible joy to such an extent where you're saying, I just cannot help it but to think that this has happened, therefore I laugh because God did something that was impossible in the first place. I am so happy and I cannot help but to say that God has caused me to laugh. Laugh at the impossible the impossibility, and welcome the possible. God worked something that was humanly impossible and made Abram, Abraham and Sarah laugh. Have you ever had a miracle worked in your life in such a way you know that it wasn't humanly possible? God worked it out. And there was this, this passion that comes up inside. You just, you, sometimes you cry happy tears. As you think, God had worked it out. That which was humanly impossible, God had done. Laughter, a laughter of happiness, inexpressible joy, the joy of fulfillment in his old age. We don't often think of fulfillment in old age. 
we think that life is on the down. We think that life is slipping away, and our greatest years were behind us, not in front of us. Our greatest years were back then when I was 20, 15, 13, 30, 35, or 40, but not now. But God had done something wonderful for Abram, Abraham in his old age. Abraham was now a hundred years of age, and he was happy. He was living a fulfilled life. I tell you that if Abraham did not answer the call, he would not have learned this important lesson. There are too many of us at the end of life say to ourselves, if only I had followed God's call, I would be much happier. Good old age only comes when we answer the call, when we are obedient to God's request, when we learn to follow God's will and not use age as an excuse to hasten his promise, but to allow him to work the impossible in our lives. Abraham, in our last verse, died in a good old age. Abraham died in a good old age. There's a quote that I absolutely love, and it goes something like this. What you become while you wait is way better than what you're waiting for. What you become while you wait is way better than what you are waiting for. Abraham became the father of many nations. Abraham became the patriarch. God chose him. To this day, people still speak of Abraham and what God did for him. God did it in Abraham's old age. Genesis 25, and our last verse. Our scripture reading again. This is the sum. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. 175 years. And Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age. Old age is good. Died in a good old age. Why? Because old age does not stop us from living beyond it. There is still an eternity beyond old age. There is still a time that we can look forward to. A day when age will not matter. A day when we will travel worlds and live years and years to come. And yet still, we're not getting old. I don't know about you, but I don't think when I get to heaven, I'm going to waste time counting how old I'm getting. You may catch me at the age of 1,252, but I'm not going to count. You may catch me at the age of 2,000,000.5, but I'm not going to count. And you don't have to worry about offending, my, or offending me or hurting my feelings by aiming low. No, it doesn't matter. Because eternity is, there's no other way to put it, eternity. And God has given us this time in our lives 
God has given us this moment. No matter how old you are or how young, he has called you. And he wants you and I to answer that call because he knows that at the end of your life, you will die in a good old age. But more than that, you will have eternal security in his will. Abraham died in a good old age. I pray that if I die tomorrow, that the same will be said. He died in a good old age. 175. Of course, if that were to happen to me, I'll be on the news. You know how it goes. You hit 114. You set a world record. World, world record. You hit 130. And you're on top of the world. 175. You're a celebrity on talk shows. I mean... Good old age. Abraham died in a good old age. Age to God is just a number. Age to God is just a number. God is still calling people today. And he might be calling you, no matter how old you are. Whether you be young or old, God is still calling you. And God is doing that because he knows that he wants to spend eternity with you. Will you, use an ex will, will you use your age as an excuse to not answer his call? I wouldn't, because that's what leads to a good old age. How many of you today would like to answer that call? doesn't matter how old you are. Please stand with me. doesn't matter how old you are. God is calling you. Yes, answer that call. Maybe old or maybe young. But he's still calling people to this day. 30, 45, 50, 60, 70. God still calls people. 75, someone says, keep going. 80, 85, 90, 110. Harriet Thompson finished the marathon, her first at the age of 76. Abraham answered the call at 75. We can do that today. We can make an impact in the world by answering God's call. And he might not be calling us to run a marathon, but he might be calling us much higher to eternity. So let us be faithful to him. Let us follow his will. Let us pray together. Father, we're so thankful for Abraham's story. It gives us a powerful example of what you can do with people who, by all intents and purposes, might be called old. Father, it doesn't matter to you. Age is not an issue. Your promises do not function according to our time. They function according to yours. And Lord, we, today we come to you committing our lives to you, no matter how old we are, because we know that you are a God who can work miracles even in our old age. We answer the call because we know that, first of all, you have called, and you are a responsible father. You know how to take good care of us. And we pray, Lord, that our stories may be similar to Abraham's story. That when it all comes down, when we breathe our last breath, that it may be said of us, he died or she died in a good old age, primarily because... 
we started that journey with you. We pray that we may continue to grow in our walk with you, dear Lord. And we pray all of this in no other name but in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say, Amen. Amen.